I've uh, done two laps at the moment. I'm going round for a third. Now I'm going to have to park in the road over. Don't want to risk um, parking on the drive, obviously, in that precarious position in daylight hours. So, uh, yeah, I'm going round for a third. See you in a sec. I'm going nowhere, Len. Oh, quite literally, I'm on the ring road. For the third time round. <laughs> Never in doubt, was it? Welcome to the Attacking Scrum podcast where Welsh rugby matters. Can't complain at that for a weekend of rugby. Wales become the first ever team to overturn a 16-point half-time deficit during the Six Nations. But England give us plenty to think about with their dismantling of Ireland at Lansdowne Road. Next up for the Welsh, it's the Italians, who were comfortably beaten at Murrayfield. But will Warren Gatland stick or twist? All of this to come in this episode, and of course, as we've done so before, we'll be looking at who's going to play 10 for Wales. Quick word for our sponsors before we get underway at So Coffee Trades. Make sure if you're a coffee lover to head over to socoffeetrades.co.uk for some fantastic coffees, such as the 1984 Front 5 and Blend 10 varieties. Joining me to look at all of this, a man who has had to avoid the result on Friday night due to his annual work party. Dan, did you successfully do that, or uh, did you know the result going into going into watching it? I was doing so well, managed to oh. yeah, managed to to stay away and and sort of get myself in front of anyone before they said something. Go, well, I don't know, and it got to about ten thirty, and one of the guys came over and he just said, Br- "Brilliant," and I. I mean, I'm going to stop you there, but and it was it was you know it was enough then for me to get. get so it. when you're so when you're watching, yeah, didn't know what the score was. Didn't know what the score was. Did manage to stay away from any form of communication. Yeah. So I didn't, you know, I had a, had a. He gave the game away a little bit. Yeah. But um, I still didn't know too much. So yeah, managed to. So when when yeah when we were sixteen points down. Yeah. Were you thinking? Did you know? Did you envisage a comeback then, or did it? Did that? Had you kind of forgotten about that? Well, all I could think of was this chap Henry saying to me, "Brilliant," and then I was thinking, "He's he's you know he's obviously taking the Mickey here." Yeah. So so it kind of threw me, which was which made it great. But yeah, sixteen sixteen nil down. I mean, I know we I know we start slowly, but geez, um, we were awful, weren't we? But there was something I don't know whether you had this. There was something about the performance that I thought, well one, we can't be we can't we can't be that bad in the second half. But there was an air of sort of like Man United in the nineties about us. I just thought we're gonna we're gonna win. We're, really? we're still gonna win. Yeah. Yeah. Did Interesting. I do you know what? I I did think I know what you mean about we can't be this bad in the second half. And as the first half kind of carried on, I thought, yeah, this is pretty much as as bad as it gets. But there was something like that, and I think it's because France, you know, kept France were uh, wasteful off the kicking tee, and you just kind of felt right. If you can get back in this early doors, there's it's a on. chance this could be on, and it all hinged on that Thomas Williams try for me, really. When Josh Adams made that break, they were soft. Some of the some of the the, the tries for both sides, weren't they? Were error error strewn. Oh yeah, um, that, the whole night was, and uh, yeah, let's well let's let's crack on and have a look and and see uh, exactly why that was. Fact or Fiction makes a return for this week. This is the first part of the show. Later on, we'll be picking our side to play Italy, and we'll also look at the other nations and what we learnt from them. Uh, We'll be doing that in the second part of the show. Fact or Fiction, though, Dan? Four statements this week, and the first of which is this. France gifted Wales the game more than Wales won it. Fact or Fiction? I'm going to go fiction, but it could quite easily go with fact there. Um, I think to come back from 16 nil down, we we you know we had to have, we did something successful mm. to make that come about. But you know, if you're the French coach and any of the French players as well, you'd be looking at it thinking we you know tactically we were we were way off the mark just to let that you know let that happen. You know, an international an international side. 16 points up at home in those conditions with a pack that is bigger than anything we've ever mm. seen and the dominance that they had as well at a, at a canter it was 16 points really um, it should, should, should never have happened should it? but 
winning it winning does become a bit of a habit doesn't yeah. it and we're that for me that's why i thought we we were going to come through and some and somehow nick it and uh and we did but we left it left it pretty late in the game well we did i think it's an interesting one this i think generally speaking it, it doesn't really matter whether you know someone's someone's gifted it to you or um or you've won it because i think you know you've got to put the pressure on it otherwise if if you let france if you if you don't turn up in that second half and france score another one then that's it you know they they've done it and there was no room for any errors at the start of that second half wales had to score next they did and from there the doubt started creeping in and and a couple of key uh, substitutions yeah absolutely what, what, you know the, the bigger substitutions mm. at that time was massive because how many times have we sat here thinking the substitutions weren't made early enough and I really think that if that call hadn't been made to bring bigger on at that point we would be we'd be sat here with a with a loss yeah I think you're absolutely right uh, yeah absolutely right um we're going to come on and talk about 10 as we do virtually every week and have done for the last three years <laughs> yeah. uh, so we're going to talk about that specifically later on but I think you're right I think those key changes at key times but I think potentially you could say the same thing about um, about bringing Corey Hill on and because mm. Adam Beard had an absolute crucial disruption of the line out just before half time which again would have killed the game off but other than that, I think he maybe was was struggling a little bit. I'm not sure whether it was just a bit of ring rustiness from having not played that much rugby. But Corey Hill just bought a bit more a bit more speed and dynamism coming on. Uh, I mean, the thing was with him. I th- well, I think it was a good change. I think it was a good change yeah. to make because it would have been easy to look at a beard and go, okay, he's um, yeah, he's, he's kind he's, of just he's, he's coming, coming back into, into it. it. Yeah, and you know, perhaps he wasn't, but you know, you, you don't know. But I think, I think bringing Hill on made a, a good yeah, change. I agree. Um, and, and likewise, you know, bringing, bringing Thomas Williams off when he's just scored a try, it'd be easy to look at it and go, oh, okay, right. Oh, he's going to, he's going to come on and, and play better now. But, um, it was the right, the, the right, the right call again. You've just got, you've just got to judge it on the result, haven't you? And having those steady heads on the field. And this is why, and I know we're going to come on to it later, but this is why bringing bigger off the bench for me is such an incredibly reassuring thing because if you go into a game with a even if you're even if you're trailing in that scenario you know that when big big penalty kicks come up he's going to um he's going to slot them he's going to make the right decision at the right time you just know you're not going to you're going to get error free things in that game so solid so solid and um yeah so definitely kind of come on to that but i thought what wales did well is that is they they put the pressure on an, an inexperienced french or relatively inexperienced french side and once those doubts started creeping in uh, that's where that's where mistakes get made, and it's you know it's easy to say, oh well, you know, um, the mispass that Vahamar and our threw was oh, dear. was uh, was bad, and of course it was, but they were under they were under pressure at this point, and they and they started to force it, and you have to put them in that position to make those passes to make yeah, those yeah. passes. So and, yeah, and North North reading it, and, and North not, reading it, yeah, he could have stayed on, he could have stayed on the line, couldn't he? You know, it's a yeah. massive call to go for it because he he was. He was a split second away from being, well, well, yeah, and the, the, the hero juggle with hero. it, yeah. Um, but that's it, isn't it? They're they're the moments that games are won and lost on. So, yeah, I, I think I think you have to say Wales won it um, because by the same token, Wales themselves didn't turn up in the first half. So, yeah, you know, it, it, it kind of doesn't matter. I, I think you know, once they once they came out in that second half, caused the problems, the doubts start creeping in, and. You force them. You force the mistakes that France it, that France make. Do you think this? It's it's fair then of me to say that the coat is a big, big win for the coaches with those with those tactical those tactical changes because you just running through there. Yeah. Some of those guys were starting to get better, and then they were pulled off, and it was absolutely the right call. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think. Yeah, I think they were big calls from the coaches. I think it was one of those where, and I don't know. I'd, I'd love to have been a fly on the wall in the dressing room at half time. Because in my head, I'm thinking, right, there's a, a proper bollocking coming mm. from uh, from Sean Edwards and Gatland here. But I think George Northey was afterwards seemed to say that it kind of wasn't needed because everyone knew how how, poor. how badly they were playing anyway. I didn't see that that coming. How how, how poor we were because it was. I I, I we were we were dreadful. We were we like we couldn't we couldn't catch a ball. We couldn't hold on to it. It was just yeah, it was so so error-strewn, wasn't it? But I didn't see that coming. I thought. You know, obviously they were going to strangle us and bring that pack, but it was 
they, they were okay, you know, but the, the, the front row held up fairly well as yeah. well. The pack went all right, but it was just our errors, which is unusual. Yeah, and soft missed tackles, you know, that the peak and try was, yeah. was very, very soft. I've watched that back a couple of times. I, I it, it seemed as if it was almost in slow motion. Yeah, I know did, he cut it? back in, but, you know, it was Ken Owens miss, yeah. Anska miss. Yeah. Surely we should have we should have got to that, shouldn't we? Definitely. He was a big man yeah, yeah. cutting back inside. You know, he wasn't going to go on the outside, was he? Yeah, it was, so, it, that was soft, wasn't it? It, it really was. was soft. And likewise, the, the UJ one. Oh. Um, you know, North just picked the wrong North. man. You know, you've... He's, you won't want to watch that back. No, he won't. And, you know, I'm fairly certain there'll be a lot of that getting getting looked at by Sean Edwards over the... Over the you know the coming next uh, next week or so, but you know look, fair fair play, it takes character to come out and yeah, it um, really does, and not panic themselves because I think that's the thing is they played so badly, but then once they're in the position, felt right. I think they felt comfortable enough to go and and close this game out, and I think they're the things that you shouldn't underestimate how important they they are because, again, mentality is a thing that we've struggled with in the past. We've said, how many games have we gone into the last 10 minutes against yeah. Australia leading or one point down and thinking, you know, we, sh- we should win this, we should close this out, and we didn't. Whereas, actually, you know, to, to not play that well but still back yourself, you're right, it's like a, a little bit like Man United in the 90s yeah. and that and that is a good thing because that's a sign of a, you know, of a, of a tough a tough side mentally so yeah. so would you I'm interested to hear would you say it was it was fact or fiction on, I'd on say it's win? fiction I'd say Wales win it Wales yeah. Wales came out as, and as poorly as they played they put the seed of doubt in the French minds and uh, and with that you know it's um, that, that's where we ended up that's, that's where it'd the be result. such a different feeling now wasn't it in, um, you know, as they go to Nice this week just watching back the tapes but knowing that you've still got a win obviously you're going to be they're going to be some tears watching some of the errors but just knowing you've got the win that's all that matters it is all that matters yeah it's um it's one of them you know i haven't i haven't watched the game back yet i've seen you know i've seen the, the tries and stuff again and i'll watch it when uh when scrum five's on later and when they you know they show the highlights again but it is it's going to be one of them where you're cringing to start with um but that could but just knowing what you know what there is to come and that Incredible turnaround, you know. It's uh, it's astonishing. Do you know who the real big winner is out of this? By the way, what, in this game, yeah. Who? My wife. She put on a bet before the game, having uh, her New Year's resolution. Well, not New Year's resolution, but she said she was having a dry January, yeah. as in she wasn't putting any bets on. Because um, <laughs> normally she likes if if she's forced to watch the rugby, she likes to have a bet on to um, make it to make it a bit more bearable. Yeah, and uh, she put on uh, a tenner. I think it was a tenner for. France winning at half time, Wales winning at full time. No way. Yeah. And at half time I thought, yeah, I think you've got the first half of that. You might be struggling with the with the second bit, but she was uh, yeah, pretty pleased with all of that. Right. Second point. Cool. Gatland should stick with Anscombe and Williams for the Italian game. Thomas Williams, this is. Fact or fiction? Oh, now this is something I've been been going back and forth in my head hmm. basically since the game yeah, the yeah. game finished. Yeah. And I'm going with fact. I think that um, they both had not the not not the best games. I thought yeah. Anscombe was poor. Um, Thomas Williams, I thought was, was was poor as well. Obviously, you know, went well for his try, but he runs those support lines all day long, doesn't he? But I think looking towards the England game, if Bigger comes in and starts with Gareth, are we then going to start them against England? You may say, yeah, but we've started to we started to build a side now where Anscombe is the 10. That's what we're trying to do. So for me, I would go with those two starting again, give back them, say, look, you've got, you've got, ne- you've got next week. Mm. If you don't, they know what's coming. And it will be bigger straight in there because he's an animal, isn't he? And he won't let that shirt go. Once he's, once he's given the start, I, I, I think you know, he won't let it go then. Yeah. So it's a kind of a great position to be in, but it's also a real conundrum because... There's a safety element with bigger, isn't there, against against England that you feel, especially what they've done this weekend, you're tactically being spot on. If the fixtures were different and Wales were playing England next weekend, what would you do if you're in Gatland's shoes? Yeah, that's I'm yeah, I'm picking Thomas Williams and, and, and Anscombe in this game because of the fact that we've got Italy. Yeah. And then we're going to, to give them another game. Yeah. 
if it's if it's England next weekend, I'm 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 going to be going with with bigger. Um, I think I'll be going with bigger. It's not easy. It's not easy. What would you? If we're playing England next weekend, I think off the back of that performance, and I thought, you know, there was so much crap on social media this weekend, um, and people just get very, very parochial about it, don't they? You know, mm. you've got people defending Anscom, and then there's people um, just going completely down the other way, saying it's all his fault, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I thought he had a poor game, no doubt yeah. about it. I thought he didn't offer the control that you needed in in a game when it's tipping it down like that. That did not help matters and we weren't really creating things you know kicking was poor kicking was poor Uh, kicking was poor out of hand that penalty was routine should have scored that Um, certainly the the second one anyway Um, you know that that, Dan Bigger taking that kick scores it Lee Harpenny taking that kick scores it and but at the same time that doesn't mean you should just throw away everything that you've got to disposition you know what I mean it doesn't, it doesn't mean that, that Gareth Anscombe can't then um, up his yeah. game to the next level it just means that you know if you've got if you've got a big game like a, the England game he's been not exposed in a bad way but he has been exposed to tough test conditions now and um, yeah it's, there's plenty of food for thought in there yeah but yeah, I'm I'm inclined to agree with you. I think the Italy game, I would go with the same halfbacks again. Um, I suppose the big question is, what do you need to see from them in order for them to keep their place? You know, if they if they go out and play and play okay against Italy, do you then revert back to back to to Davis and bigger, or you know, do you do you stick with it? It's a really really difficult. Yeah, one. it is it is challenging. I mean, they Anscombe's done. The key thing about Anscombe that we still don't know is can he perform consistently in the biggest of games? Because some of the games that he's played played well in mm. over this this um, you know, the last ten games then haven't been you know haven't been huge huge games in in you know key competitions. Then you know you could almost say that they're friendly. You know I know there's that argument over they friendly so they're not. Is any game a friendly? They're not friendly. So but, I think we can put that. But put the pressure then is different, isn't it? It is. But you know we talk about pressure. How many times could Wales not overcome that pressure against Australia, Australia. South yeah. Africa, and obviously New Zealand? Uh, you know we we still haven't. But you know he was he was ten in those in those key games, and we played. Some decent, some decent rugby. I, for me, he's got enough in the bank to yeah. give him another game, and we're in a really nice position that we've got bigger. Mm. Because if we didn't, you know, if it was Patchell on the bench, a lot of people would probably be really pleased that we'd be Patchell on the bench. But it's a di- we've got a, a, a real, real different type of guy that we can bring on. So I think we need to continue with this. Because otherwise, yeah. we're going back to to a style of play that doesn't quite lend itself to how we want to go mm. moving forward. So less, less. Let's say that they didn't play particularly well. It was a challenging night in France, absolutely bucketing down. Their pack were on top. There was loads of errors all all around them, and um, and let's let's give them give them the confidence to say go out and prove what you can do. Um, because where we've tended to give players, you know, a run, and then they've had one bad game and taken yeah. them out, that's never sat well with me. No, I, think I don't you, get that. I think I think you've got to say, look, you're you're, you're the ten for now. Again, yeah, and I think if. Uh... If you look at England's performance, which we're going to do later on, defensively they were absolutely superb, and they managed to nullify nullify Ireland's. It's frightening, Ireland's isn't it? Yeah, it was, and you know they really took the sting out of the. How many times have you seen England go to Dublin and just not be able to cope with the high ball? And they gobbled them up yeah. every single time. They were much better in the air. So it'd be an interesting one for the Wales England game. Do you look at it and go, actually, yeah, they're going to do the same again? They're going to they're going to hoist the ball high and. Uh, you know we need we need players like bigger underneath it and and all this kind of stuff. But the other the other angle is you look at how Ireland just couldn't create anything yesterday with ball in hand, and you look at that and say right, you're going to need players like Anscombe and Williams to to tie in the back yeah. row to to take the ball flat to the line. The weather, you know, hopefully, you know, even if it is bucketing down, it'll be you know we'll have the roof closed. I imagine. Yeah. So it's there's there's so many tricky tricky dilemmas here yeah those two are difficult to play against aren't they on, on on front football you know it was it was back foot and the weather was really bad so I, I think we've got to play towards towards our strengths with those two 
and just literally, if it's not going right against England, I know we're jumping ahead, we're mm. missing out Italy here, but if it's not going well against against England, we make a change. And that's the great position we're in, the luxurious position for us to be in, that we can make a change and it's it's a strategic one that will benefit us. The big core, mm. I think, is 15 against that against England. Who do we put at 15? All right, well, yeah, we'll... Uh, I want to get your thoughts on that. Well, right now? Yeah. Uh, well, if Liam Williams is fit, Liam Williams. Who, who else would you pick at 15? If, like, if, Harpenny, so, if Harpenny were to be back, which yeah. I don't think we're expecting him to be, then... If he is, that, is he in for you? Yeah. Yeah, and he's in for me. So do you click Holmes no. against Italy? No. You stick a game with yeah. Liam? More game time? Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. That's that's because there's a few calls, isn't there, to, to make a change of 15, which I, I don't understand because we always playing 15 against Italy needs to play 15 against England. Yeah, look, I think the, the only scenario would be that if Halfpenny was fit, you'd look at bringing him back into that, bringing him back into that lineup for England. But I'm not imagining he's going to be. So yeah, just give give Liam Williams the, the game time at 15. Yeah, you know he, he's as good under the high ball as as anyone. He took, really. he took a good few. Yeah, took a good few, didn't he? I think it was in other positions really that they in that first half they they tended to kick and, and gather them fairly well, didn't they? But it wasn't always against him. No, it wasn't. So uh, yeah, let's let's have a look at uh, let's have a look at that in the in the next part of the show. We're going to take a very quick break now, but coming up, we've got a couple more to go on fact or fiction, and then we'll also be looking at um, looking further into the England win over Ireland, uh, what to expect from Italy next week, and we'll also be picking our side. So all of that is coming up very very shortly. Just before the break there, Dan, you were saying that uh, perhaps there were certain areas where Wales looked a bit exposed, uh, one of which was kind of the the aerial game against France. Um, so I'm going, to put this, I'm going to put this one to you because I found this a bit of a head-scratcher on Friday night. Never has a player had such a bad first half and gone on to win Man of the Match. Fact <laughs> or fiction? So obviously we're talking about George. George Moore, Probably fact, yeah. Mm. Fact, really, isn't it? Um that error, the error for the uh, for the French for the French tryout wide, um, God, it was poor. It was mm. So basic as well. But we've we've said for a while, haven't we? That I think it's you know it's known that his def- George North's defence is not great, and he is a weakness there. I, I you know if you if you're in the England camp, you're going to be targeting him because he does make make those errors. But to back himself to take that intercept yeah. pass at that stage in the game, I mean, I would I would have just stayed on the line. Being, you know, I would have, I would have just stayed on the line, made sure that I'm not going to make any more mm. errors. But he hasn't done that. He's, you know, supremely confident, yeah. isn't he? He's walking high, mm-hmm. standing tall, and he's and won he's, the game. And he's yeah. won the game. And that's what, you know, that's what you want from your from your big from your big players, don't you? I just, it just it's so. He made it look easy. I think with intercepts, it, you can go. Oh, you know, we got lucky. He didn't get lucky. No. He made it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, he, and he called it. Oh, is, yeah, it's it's stupid that. Uh, that a second row is making a you know massive mispass in that yeah. in that scenario, but that's what you got to do. That that split second, yeah, and it's North split second, isn't it? Went, yeah, this is on. I'm going for it, and I'm going for it. You know, yeah. it's, it's easy to look back and go, well, "Why is he throwing the pass?" But he has. He's done it, and it would have been a missed opportunity if yeah. uh, if North had stayed back, and yeah. you know, it, it invites the danger on. So yeah, I'd agree with you on that. And that's where yeah, it was such a weird a weird thing to happen and come about, really, wasn't it? You don't. I don't know whether we'll see another example like that, really. Where you're that poor, but if you're gonna, you only need that one, an opportunity like that, and for somebody to take it at that stage in the game, away from home, first weekend of the Six Nations, we have to get a win, and he's done it. So people will be tapping him on the back saying, "Thank you, George, mm. but just work on your defence, please." Yeah, <laughs> was it really? was he man of the match for you? Does it matter? You know, do we do we look too too detailed into this? Yeah, no, I'm not. But I mean, you know. It doesn't really matter to me, really. I, I'm not interested in it, really. He wasn't man of the match for me, but he he made probably the biggest the biggest call in the game. Yeah. Um, but also made one of the you know an absolute howler earlier on. So I wouldn't have given him man of the match, but I would have said thank you very much for taking yeah. for taking that ball. Yeah, I mean, it, it, just his performance seemed to epitomise the whole game of two halves. It was a game for cliches, wasn't it? A game yeah, of it two was. halves. You don't know which French side's going to turn yeah. up. 
um, you know, both the French sides turned they, up. I don't really. think they, they, yeah, they didn't know, did they? It was it was confused from the off, though, wasn't it, with the selections? You just kind of had this feeling, and that's why I thought we were always going to somehow win it because mm. when I looked at the side, it was it was a, it was a really confused French team, and uh, I think that selection almost confused them. They didn't know what they were doing. Mm. Um, the coaching came into it. We said last week, didn't we, that they're not they're not as well coached. Uh, I thought fitness-wise they did okay. To be honest, I didn't. You know, they, I don't know. They dropped I, off a bit. Yeah, I I think they dropped off a bit. But they they did get some good impetus from some youngsters off the bench. Um, yeah, and they they definitely caused some trouble. They're certainly built. There's certainly there's enough there, isn't there? But we've known this for a long time. If they get the selections right and they get some structure into their game, they'll be a real handful. Because first half they were so they were so dominant. I know yeah. we, we we coughed a lot of ball up, but. They were uh, they were causing us issues. Oh, they undoubtedly were, and um, yeah, it's it's a really really tricky one. I think just to, to finish on the George North thing, you know, he'll know that he had a he had a higher over first half. The thing that I would say though out of that is if, again, if we're looking ahead to selection against England in a in a I mean, obviously we're jumping ahead a little bit here, but ahead of um, a couple of weeks ahead. Based on that first half performance, you're right. There are definitely things that that you could exploit out of that. And um, you know, I, th- I think if Halfpenny was fit, George mm. North would get dropped here. Yeah, the, I, I think I think he probably would. Depending on who, I think depending on who we're playing against. Oh, if we're talking for the England mm. game. Yeah, there's. I mean, you can imagine it, can't you? Halfpenny comes in, and um, Liam Liam moves to the wing, goes and the Josh wing. Adams on the other. Yeah, because they're going to be because that England game is going to come down to real fine margins. Mm. Um, with a, a strong kicking game that I think we know that England are pretty much going to bring. Yeah, you know, couple, couple, couple of errors. Then he's not he's not great under the high board, is he? So, no, yeah. I thought that was I thought that was the area that um, that they managed to exploit in the first half. You know, obviously it was that the misjudged tackle for the for the Uge try, but yeah. you know, I, I thought they were they were finding a fair amount of change out of that of targeting that targeting George's wing and you know England would never have thrown a ball like that they, they you know there were so few inaccuracies wasn't there mm. in, that, in that performance to go away from home pressure on they were they, they, they looked really comfortable plus as well you know I think the, the opportunity to bring him off the bench yeah it's something that you you might want to look at and he's a player he's really I, I don't know has he, ever, has he ever been dropped by Wales obviously there's been some no, injuries and stuff but even when he's played badly he's tend to, tended to, to be selected yeah. he, over and over again but I think you know I mean can you imagine him sat on the bench against England he would be absolutely like there'd be a again like we said last week he'd be like a dog dog on yeah. a leash well, him, you know, him and, him and Bigger. Bigger just yeah. and you know, muttering to themselves yeah, just get, desperate, get, desperate get me on, get me on, on. Get me on. And, um, good position to be in. I think it is. Yeah, I think it is. I think it gives you a couple of different. It gives you a couple of different options there. Um, and I think from on the bench, you want kind of contrasts. So actually, bigger coming on and giving you stability at ten, and um, and being able to manage the game and not do anything, not do anything daft, is what you want from a is what you want from a ten. But likewise as the game starts to break up a little bit and there's a bit more space, you know, George North finds himself a mismatch, either yeah. a little bloke to run over or a big bloke to run around. And all of a sudden you could have the, the game, a game winning scenario there. So I don't know there, there are a few things, a few things to explore. Yeah. Um, a, a massive part of it is tactics, isn't it? With North, how we, how we use him mm. or how we don't use him. And I think if he is going to start against England, we, we, we want to be, we need to be using him coming down the, the inside channels more. Do you think? Um, yeah, I do. And, and and get him on the ball nice and early because he does play a lot better mm. when he's had a Comes few, looking for it. Yeah, yeah, when he's come looking and he has a few early touches. So I'd almost be factoring that into the game plan that we have to get George three or four early touches because it, it, it his defence seems... To, everything about his game seems to lift when he does have those those early the early involvement. Otherwise, he just gets a bit twitchy. Yeah. All right, let's finish on this one. Wales have never overcome the slow starters tag under Gatland, fact or fiction? (laughs) It's a fact, really, isn't it? Yeah. It is a fact, and I wanted to get this in there. It's not really fact or fiction. I wanted to say, why is that? That's the big question here, is why have they never been able to overcome that? Yeah, I think we're we're all so bored of of that as well, aren't we? But it's it's true, isn't it? We've been very, very slow at starting. I I, I don't quite know. I mean... 
I don't know. Do, 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 is it because it, you know, if you keep, if it keeps on being mentioned, it gets into your own head? I don't know. I don't think so. It's, is, it, is it a fitness thing that he's, you know, he's always looked to drill them very, very hard in the the weeks before the lead up to Six Nations or the autumn to get them up to that that level of physicality and that level of fitness? Is it that they kind of almost come in a little bit, a little bit drained in that first game? Is it because the Pro 14 isn't doesn't have that same level of intensity that? Um, that you would get in, you know, in either the the top fourteen or the the Viva Prem or or whatever. It could, it, yeah, it could be part of that. I don't know whether those whether those can really wash anymore. Can they really? I mean, they 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 when they get the guys in camp, they absolutely drill them, don't they? Fairly early on, just to get them up to get them up to speed. Um, I don't know. But is that it? Is that, do they have to drill them so hard that they come into that first game when they're a bit almost a bit knackered? Yeah. Um, you know, whereas in the lead up to the World Cup, you've got them for an extended period of time. Yeah, and that's why you know Wales tended could, to start the World Cup well. It's a, good, it's a good point. Yeah, it could be, couldn't it? I mean, we did seem we seemed a bit lethargic. Well, we seemed mm. very lethargic, didn't we? Um, I don't know whether that explains for the the amount of errors though. No, that's because a good point. the you know the pack then. You know, if we were tired, you would have maybe at scrum time we would have we would have been shoved around, and we did we we held our own. Yeah, there, scrum, was, scrum went well. Scrum went well. Um, so, I don't know. You know, I suppose if you are tired, concentration can lead to can lead to errors. Yeah. Um, but it's a bit of a funny one, really, and no, nobody exactly knows. Otherwise, we would have addressed it, I guess. Yeah, I th- I, yeah, so that's a fair point. Do you think the weather has any kind of? Uh, I mean, obviously, it was. It wasn't just oh, it's a bit rainy. It was absolutely tipping it down in Paris. And you know, is there any degree of you can excuse some of those mistakes because of the weather or? You're a professional player. You've just got to deal with it. I think it's a little bit simple, isn't it, to say that the weather, you know, the weather is. Uh, they, sorry, they're professional, so they should mm. be able to handle it. it. It is going to be a massive, a massive factor. It's difficult to see on the TV, isn't it, how bad it was? But it was absolutely bucketing down the balls like a, you know, yeah, a, bit, a bit of soap. But then France handled it a lot better in the first half than we did. Um, you know, we are, you know. We're used to rain in Wales, mm. so the guys are certainly can't. So they're not used to wet weather, yep. especially then training as well and game time. So I just think it was one of those halves that we just we need to put behind us. It, 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 we're not going to go as badly as that again, and you know to to get a win like that after playing that badly does put us in a really really good position. That's the bit that excites me. Is it is exciting now? You know, you look back to how, while we're on this topic of slow starters, two thousand and eight. Again, blown away by England in the first half. Come out very, very similar situation to this. A couple of uh, a couple of tries on the break and and off the back of a, a few mistakes. And first win at Twickenham for twenty years. You go on, you win the Grand Slam. Look how many other times that happened as well. You know, blown away by Ireland in the the first game of twenty thirteen. Go on and win the um, go on and win the title uh, by. By beating England at home, you know it's happened a number of times that Wales have gone out and and just not put. 2015, do you remember England on that Friday yeah. night? Um, again, finished that tour- finished that tournament strongly and could have won it, but for for points difference or whatever. So it's on. Yeah, the fact that well, the fact that Wales have played badly in that first game and got a result, I agree with you. I don't think we're going to play that badly again. And the the thing is with Grand Slams, right? And you know you've got to, if you win the first game, you've got to still be you've got to still be thinking right let's go out and win every game um, and you go to next week you've got to look at that and go right beat, beat Italy well, we need the and we need the bonus point don't we no fuck the bonus point like just win every game it's going to be I know what you're saying you, I know should, you, should, be beat, you should be beating Italy with win the, the game point. first and foremost win the game right? first and foremost um, I don't know the whole bonus point thing like I just um, like it's great like if we if we'd have lost yesterday then I'd be looking at it and okay right can we win the title on points difference or courtesy yeah. of bonus points but the, the biggest bonus points they're up for grab are winning uh, up for grabs are winning the slam and if you, you just go in and you, you take it out one by one each game by each game can we beat Italy yes I agree look we should be getting a bonus point against Italy um but this isn't a league season. It's five games that you that you have to string together. But that said, you're not going to play amazing in all of them. And you look at the Grand Slams that we've won in the past, and there have been 
either bad halves or scrappy performances. Ireland's Grand Slam last year, like yeah. you said, look they, at, they just they just, just got out of Paris alive. You do need a bit of luck, don't yeah. you? Yeah. When you look at yeah all the sides that won the Grand Slams, there are there's some pretty big moments in there that just take it yeah. from a Grand Slam to no Grand Slam. Um, we got you know we got lucky. But you need you need a bit of luck. You do need you do need a bit of luck, and and that's it. I think you're right. I don't expect us to play that badly again. Doesn't mean we're not going to lose. You know, we could play ten times as well as that, and England or Ireland just happen to to play that well. We could you know we could catch you could catch Scotland on a red hot day as well. So it's a re- yeah, it's it's a really it's easier to one. take then though, isn't it? If you do play well, but the other side play better. Yeah. The fact of the matter in this game is that we were just so so poor. Yeah. For, yeah, and but to get out and, and get a result, look, is is ultimately uh, all that matters. So, you know, I'm I'm still confident that Wales have a have a good chance of, of winning the of winning the title and winning Absolutely. the Absolutely, yeah. Right, let's have a look at the other sides though, because I think really it's the the natural place to look at is is England's win in Dublin. Uh, firstly, did you see that coming? Yeah, I did see that coming. I called it, didn't I? That that um, England would get the get the win there. Um, I thought that they were, they just made very few errors. They, they looked really dangerous. They looked comfortable for me as well. They, they never really looked like losing, I've got to be honest. And tactically, they were spot on. Mm. Um, defensively, it looked as if Mitchell brought a, really steel, a real steel edge to them, which then helped with their tactics because they were able, sometimes England have had the tactics right. Yeah. But their, their, their defensive frailties have then meant that they've lost games. But they were they were spot on, absolutely spot on over in Ireland. Yeah, they were. I have to say, over the autumn, I wasn't as sold as many as many people were. I thought they they'd come across a good balance in the back row during the autumn. But then I also thought well, they were very lucky to beat South Africa, um, you know, with a wrong refereeing decision. But they put a they easily sort away Australia, didn't they? They yeah, that's that's very true. Um, but then also, you know, the New Zealand game, having taken that strong lead, they then didn't score any points thereafter and so and again you know lucky with it unlucky you know a, a close TM or a TMO call to to finish the game so I wasn't 100% sold but that that performance really was the one where I thought okay I probably assessed the autumn wrong here because they they just played the perfect game plan I think yeah. you know they the ability to to take the sting out of Ireland's aerial threat um, Johnny May was fantastic under the high ball uh, him and Daly in particular did a did a really good job at, um, at nullifying that threat and those little kicks behind the England the England managed to yeah, they, just, they just turned they, they turned the defence the whole time and uh, I didn't think Henshaw looked comfortable at fifteen I wrong call for Ireland hundred percent wrong call yeah he's a centre he's not you messaged me didn't you when they when yeah. they announced that and sort of with uh, yeah what are they you know almost with a, what are they doing what are they doing there and. It didn't. It didn't work out. Did no, it? it didn't. And you know, I thought it, I wouldn't. I wouldn't blame him for it. He just looked like a player who was playing out of position. And when you've got a player like Jordan Lama in the squad, who is a fullback, really, pick him there. Yeah. You know? And it, even if you were to go, all right, well, you know, we want to protect Lama a bit. We're going to move him to the wing. Yeah, Earls could, Earls could play fullback. You know, he's played he's played fullback there um, a number of times yeah. in his career. It seemed really strange, you know, because Henshaw has not played a lot of rugby yeah. at fifteen for a long time. It was an error, it was an error for Ireland that wasn't it? Because when you looked at the England back line, you knew that you know Farrell has got a very very cute kicking game. Yeah. You know, that's before we get on to Slade. Yeah, exactly. Um, who just is a beautiful passer. He's got a great kick. So they had they had just had so many options that they could just look at each other and say, right, you you're gonna you're going to make a lovely kick here or am I and, and they, it was a really nice balance wasn't it with the heavy hitter of, of Tuolangi in there that looks as if he could probably go you know five years without without picking up a ball and coming in and having a stormer yeah um, he did He did have a stormer didn't he and I, he did I tell you what I think really we mentioned on last week's podcast about how England needed to, to not rely just on Billy Vanapola to do the ball carrying duty and Tuolangi had just there, there was just so many more options in midfield because yeah. Farrell looked up, and you know he's he's got the smash ball option with uh, with Manu, he's got uh, another footballer outside him in Henry Slade, and then that you know beautifully weighted pass yeah. that he threw for the first try. Um, well, you you call those passes? Yeah, I mean you could watch them all day long, couldn't you? Yeah, so I mean that's that's something to be really wary of. I think is that if England can keep that ten, twelve, thirteen axis fit, 
they have they have yeah. come across their their World Cup midfield there. Yeah, it's it's again it's this massive calls for England though, isn't there? Because Manu, we've called it, we've said that he can there is a there is a game plan you can you can set up to nullify what he can do. But if you get it wrong, mm. he'll absolutely punish you. So there's big calls for, for England as well as to how they, you know, where they use him or where they don't use him. Um, but they, I thought the balance in the back row was good. I thought Tom Curry, you know, did a lot mm. of lot of unseen things. Um, he was he was kind of the glue in the back row for me. Rush of the blood to the head with the yeah. the sim do you think? Or yeah, yeah, bit unlucky. Or what, what? What was your take on that? I think it was a. I think it was a bit unlucky. He probably got carried away a little bit, but he was. You know, he was playing on the edge a fair bit, and I think it's just one of those things that, you know, sometimes they go your way, sometimes they don't, do you? But overall, I thought his performance was was was, was good. Yeah. Um, and I liked I liked the way in which the the, the back row, you know, complemented one another. Yeah. Um, and it thought the back row tied in really nicely with the backs, which England haven't always had. Mm. Sometimes they've had the back row have been working in completely different ways to the to the centres, and it's often overlooked that, isn't it? That the you know, your back row's got to work in with your, your, you know, your ten, your ten, twelve, and thirteen. They did it well. They did it really well. But the the kicking game against against Ireland was so good that mm. it's probably going to give other teams a little bit of confidence. But you won't see. I don't think you'll see an Ireland Ireland being exposed that way again. So it's almost made it harder now for for you know for Wales, say, uh, and the other side. Well, long, yeah, long way to go before we play Ireland. Last game. What next though for that? They've got Scotland next up. Do you think you're going to see the? You know, you're going to see the backlash because it's a, it's a tough trip away. It's, it's not, not an like, easy one, is it? No, Scotland will be fancying fancying that. Yeah, I think they will. Um, but you know, but Scotland probably. I don't know. Is it a bit unfair to say that Scotland? The way they like to play at home is to put loads of width on the ball and try and and try and find that room outside. Um, but if there is an opportunity to to find a bit of room in the back, do you think that they've got the players with the ability to do that? I was quite impressed with Finn Russell's kicking game uh, in the Scotland in the Scotland game. I thought you know there was some really nice little. Was he more controlled? Yeah, I think, he, think? I think he was. You know, I, I think he's class. I think he's absolute class. Mm. And he what he does so well is he takes the. They mentioned this on the on the BBC. Is he? holds onto the ball right until the last minute so he can often draw in one or two players and still get a good pass away so he creates so much space for other players you know a bit like how Henson in his heyday did for us yeah. you know you knew he was going to take the ball and he'd ship it on perfectly get smashed out himself but has created that that room and that overlap for someone else in the back line so yeah it's a really interesting game that one yeah it is it's a huge it's a huge game I I, I think you know Ireland have got enough I think Ireland got too much about them really to mm. to for for a second loss, um, but it's a it's a massive get it's a massive game, isn't it? I Beat do, them there two years ago, Scotland. They, yeah, they they did, didn't they? I just think we'll see we'll see a really shrewd Irish side. Yeah, you know they'll be be back in camp this week. They'll be they'll be frustrated as well. Um, but a big part of it, I think, is is tactically they got it they got it a little bit wrong. Mm. So you just imagine Joe Schmidt will tighten that up. Um, but we've got to give a lot of credit to England. Uh, yeah, yeah, you have to. And I think Mitchell's a, he's a canny operator, isn't he? he? Tends to make the sides that he's been involved in. It's been really difficult to, really difficult to break him, break him down. Do you think though that I mean, presumably, there'll be more opportunity for Ireland to to break the line against uh, against Scotland? Yeah, well, you expect uh, Scotland to be to be more free flowing, don't mm. you? I think. Um, as you said, you know, Finn. It's a massive game for Finn Russell because he's going to have to be controlled. Mm. But at the same time, I don't. We don't. You know, I don't think Scotland want to close the game down too much because if they do close it down too much, they won't have the power that Ireland have got. So they almost need. You know, they need to be moving, moving the Irish around don't yeah. they? and try and get on the outside. Um, you know, Ireland over the years then have looked a little bit. Ex- you can expose them out wide. Historically, you've been able to mm. anyway. You know, can they get the uh, the wide guys running? You know, running some nice lines out wide. Um, 
because they've got some dangerous dangerous runners there. It's, uh, it's definitely the uh, the fixture of the weekend next weekend. I think the one to um, the most kind of mouthwatering of those game. fixtures, isn't it? But yeah. yeah, I think you're probably right. I think that um, yeah, I think Ireland will will probably come out as winners in that one. I think you. There's there's going to be a, a backlash from them, I would say. So it's it's going to be a fascinating game, though. Um, and Blair Kinghorn, crucially, you you called this while we're talking about Scotland. Uh, yeah, yeah. You is said it, you said last week, and I said, is he going to play? Not only did he play, bagged himself a hat trick. Yeah, I mean, I got a bit lucky, didn't I, with Maitland? Uh, he wasn't going to start, was he? But Maitland being injured, mm. um, him coming in. Yeah, he's a, he's a really really nice player. Um, He's just he's got he's one of those guys that has so much time on the ball, even when he he has he has you know very little time. Really, mm. he just looks so composed. He's a real threat. Decision decision when he's attacking as well, he makes the right decision almost every time for me. So he's um, yeah he had a, he had a fine game, didn't he? I mean three try you know. Yeah, he's a, he's an he's an outstanding finisher and and difficult to stop. Yeah, he is. He's. Got he's deceptively strong. He is, yeah. He's like um, an unusual shape, isn't he? He's all, he, you know, he's a, he's all legs and arms, quite sort of wiry. Yeah. Um, you know, tall. He's awkward. He's an awkward guy, um, but a great player. Yeah, he is a, a really, really impressive player, and um, yeah, their backline is just is a really, really exciting thing to watch. What about the Italians, though? Is there anything there that you think we should be concerned about just before we pick our team to play Italy? <sighs> I've got to be honest. I thought they were. I thought they were pretty awful up until the last ten minutes. Yeah, Scotland. they were poor, weren't they? But they um, they picked up some tries fairly fairly late on. But the game, you know, the game yeah, had gone. Then Scotland were down to fourteen. Yeah, they, they, it was over by by that point. So look, we've struggled, haven't we, against against Italy over the years? Um, we've had some big wins. Mm. We've also had some times where we thought, right, we're gonna you know we're gonna rack up some points, and it just hasn't happened. Um, yeah, not in recent times though. I would say what you know, we thumped them at home last year with quite a few changes. Even under that, you know, two years ago with Howley, Howley in charge, beat them fairly comfortably in in Italy. Um, yeah, you know, I'd, I'd say of late it's not been it's not been the most troublesome fixture. But yeah, certainly going back to you know the the Colin Charvis defeat <laughs> over there and yeah. there was a, there was a draw at home to them there was the year after that there was the um the one with the the confusion over the the clock oh, you know yeah. they they've certainly, yeah. they've certainly pulled up I mean, pulled out the 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 odd shock result against us is that something you could see happening next week i i can't really i think it's it's got a welsh win written all over it isn't it i mean they're going to be at home once that anthem, that first note yeah. pipes up, they're going to be, you know, you're going to see a, a big sort of passionate performance. I think it comes back to really, we've got to, we've got to, we've got to match them, or, you know, match them physically, mm. haven't we? Um, which we've got enough to do comfortably. And then, you know, use the backs. And that's where for me, you know, Thomas Williams and, and Anscombe, it is, it is the game really for them, isn't it? You know, I do think so. Counter argument. Yeah. <laughs> if we're saying that, you know, the bigger gives you that stability when it comes off to kind of close out a, to close out a game. You know, you're thinking those big, uh, the, the the kicks he made against Australia, uh, coming on late on against South Africa, and the performance he's put in against France here. Is there almost an argument that we always say against Italy, it's going to be tight for the first sixty? Well, we often talk about horses for courses on this podcast. Is there an argument to say, well, you'd start with bigger just so it gives you that control, and then when the game starts to open up, you've got Anscombe to exploit the the gaps. Yeah, there is. There's a there's a massive call for that, isn't there? But I just, you know, maybe that's the most pragmatic way of doing it. But I just think we're looking beyond this game, mm. and then looking beyond the Six Nations, looking at the World Cup, which I think we've got to have, you know, one eye on then mm. as well. Um, we need to start. We need to start Thomas Williams and and. And uh, and Anscombe as well because if we don't start if we say we bring in um, we we bring in bigger mm. I would make a change at nine would you yeah with him so I just think let's just keep it you know keep keep that continuity I'm not a change you'd bring at nine Lloyd, Lloyd Williams would be out on the plane <laughs> yeah would you you would you keep them there as well well let's find yeah. out let's pick our Come side on. shall we all right okay uh, should we start with the forwards as always yeah forwards <sighs> the forward. In front row went 
front row scrummaging wise went yeah went, I thought went, it went very well went well didn't they do we make change I suppose this before we get going the whole thing is do we make quite a few changes or do we give the team another another run because we've got that I would because we've got that two week gap yeah um, maybe resting one or two. Yeah, I think there's an opportunity to rest to rest a couple. Um, and I think it's less about resting; it's more about having a look at a couple of others and possibly a couple of other combinations. Uh, so combos are the big one, isn't it? We want to keep certain combos, mm. combinations. Yeah, I think so. And yeah, as we've said before, I've never been a big fan of wholesale changes. That's when you really invite invite pressure yeah. onto you so yeah I, I don't think there's necessarily a, a case for doing that but I think we will see a few changes and I'd be inclined to make a few in there as well but yeah I, I think you're right and, and the thing is, is as well there is there is a break of it we got a rest week after the Italy yeah. game um, you know not that I think there'll be too much resting because I think there'll be a hell of a lot of preparation going on ahead of the England game but you have got a week without a fixture which is which is definitely you know definitely comes into the into the reckoning when you're making these selections. Yeah. All right, front row then. So we're sticking with the, we're sticking with the same front row. Are we. Um, I could I could well I can well envisage a, a, a change there coming in because I thought the right, went well. But let's keep let's keep this to our selection though. If we were in charge, what would you be doing? I'd keep the keep the same keep front the same row. front row. Yeah. Yeah, I'm quite happy with that. Keep the same front row, no change. Second row. Second row, I would make a change. I'd rest. I'd, I'd put Alan Wynne Jones on the bench. It's a big call. Ooh, big call. But I'd, mm. I'd have him on the bench. What's your thought process behind that? I just think we need to be beating Italy. Yeah. Um, Therefore, surely he has to start, no? No, I think I think we need to. We should have enough there. I just want to see him on. I just want to see someone else play in the second row, um, and just have him on the bench just in case. Uh, the thing is, need. I just don't think that you can get a, a good enough look at anyone else without partnering them with Alan Wynne Jones. Because come World Cup, if everyone's fit, Alan Wynne Jones is going to be in that shirt with the armband. So I think you need to try out combinations with him, um, unless you're looking for someone who is potential cover for him, which you know is. So you don't, think, very we, you don't think we can go that far ahead? I would keep him and I'd bring Corey Hill in. Yeah, I like that. Which is what I'd do, just again, because I think, I think the, the dynamism the bench, you then? saw out of him. Um, I'd probably go Beard on the bench. Ooh, I thought you might have might been left out altogether then, for a split second. No, I think I would, I think I would go the same. I wouldn't be surprised to see to see a couple of changes there but if it was me I would, I would just look to bring Hill in for that bit more that bit more dynamism um, but again almost you know he, he's doing such a good job off the bench that he is he's almost making he's that. almost making it difficult to yeah. start him because he just does give you that much impetus yeah. and players off the bench are not injury cover now players off the bench come on and, and make changes and change and, the, yeah positive you know, change yeah exactly so he's it's such difficult. a clever he's such a clever second row isn't mm. he well, look, I'm going to overrule you on Alan and Jones and say we've got to start him. I'm quite happy for you to overrule me, yeah, because um, the, more, the more I'm thinking about it, the, the more worried make, I'm getting about it. I'll let it. you make the choice for who, who should partner him. Corey Hill. All right. Back row. Adam Beard on the bench. Adam Beard on the bench. All right. Back row then. Um, massive shift from the back row, particularly in the second half against France. I thought Moriarty put in a massive performance considering he hadn't played much rugby. Yeah. I was um, quite pleased with how Moriarty went. Um, Tipperick. Did loads of loads of things. I know I say this every game, but Tipper it was my man of the match. Yeah, he was my man of the match. I just well. thought again those those big defensive efforts at key points, particularly in the second half. He's leading. Like, he's defending like a third team. Def- you know? Yeah, those, his defensive display was incredible, yeah. wasn't it? He was. Yeah, he, he had a big. He had a big game. Um, and Navidi, for that matter, you know, Navidi was one of the few players in the first half who. Was making a you know was making a, a noticeable positive contribution, uh, you know that that kind of turnover in the turnover yeah. in contact that he made that um, that led to the the try that Liam Williams had chalked off, uh, you know he was doing so well there. Um, again, do you keep that? I think seven eight combo. I think we, I think we need to keep that combination really because. They haven't had a huge amount of game time mm. together. Have no, they, they haven't. They'll, they'll be learning. Is that they the first time they've started together? Um, yeah, I'd say it probably is, isn't it? And they're going to need they're going to need time to bed in in that 
you know, that back that back row position. So I can't. I probably wouldn't wouldn't make too many changes there. I think you know if we do, we're then going into the England game. Yeah. With you know reverting probably back to that back row. So I just give them more game time. Then they've got two weeks off, and then we go again. Is there an argument for resting Moriarty given that we have basically there's a choice here of do you want to give him the game time or do you want to make sure he doesn't get injured because he is the one player that we have you know we don't really have any cover any for cover. It. It's, it's, it's difficult isn't it because you could say look he gets a bit you know you give him 50 minutes yeah he'll then be his intent you know he'll be used to the high level of you know the intensity will be coming back in in the legs in the in the lungs 50 minutes yeah 50, 50 minutes mark. against Parise as well exactly yeah which would be a, a good good ding dong so I'd be tempted to do that give him 50 minutes he needs a bit more ge- mm. a bit more game time for me I thought he went well but he can go up a few levels and then bring on um, you know bring on maybe, well make a reshuffle in the back row then unfortunately though this does mean that we're not seeing too many of the other other players in the squad which but, I think which I think we will I think there, you know, he's taking a thirty-one man squad for these two games. I think we're going to see we're going to see a lot more of them um, in, for the for the for Italy, Italy game. Yeah, yeah. well, he, I mean, Gatlin's come out and said that, hasn't he? That we're, yeah. we're going to see changes. So yeah, we're going to. But I think the back the back row is one area I'd probably be tempted to have a look. Could you have a look at you know at playing uh, playing Thomas Young in there and having uh, you know and having kind of two sevens in there? Be that. I suppose you've, you've kind of got two sevens with Navidi anyway, but is that is that something that's that's worth a look at? Yeah, I think it is worth a look at. I mean, it's something I'd definitely be tempted doing against against England. I just don't know how much we learn. But can you go straight? I into know it that's it. England? You know, how this much? this is the opportunity where you go actually. You know, playing playing those two sevens was superb. But if they and play, an opportunity to do it against England. The most difficult thing about this whole the whole Six Nations though is because the sides are so different. Mm. So you know, if we do do that and they those boys go out and have a a blinding game does that automatically mean that they're going to perform really well against England it's, they're, they're such a different outfit aren't they um, I think our most likely back row for England would be the back row that went out against France and performed against France yeah. physical big so do you think it is that big like, I mean Moriarty's big certainly. no sorry the, oh, fre- the, oh, the, the French England, 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 England yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, big pack so um, and you think countering that with a mobile back row? I know Moriarty yeah. is, is the big ball carrier and the big hitter within that, but he is mobile, isn't he? Yeah, he's, you know he's not as big as people make. I think because he he's plays not like Scott Quinnell, yeah, is he? yeah he, he plays with every you know with every ounce of his weight. So you get carried away sometimes yeah. thinking this guy's big. He's not that big. He's just really hard hitting and gives everything. So I'd be tempted to give that back row another run and then make it you know make make a few changes. But I do I don't think that's going to happen. Okay. All right. Well, there, this is this is our side. So, what are we going with? Same same back rows before. That's what I want to go with. All right. Unless you're going to make another call. Well, I get to, I get to call the vetoes in the forwards, don't I? Um, do you? Oh. Do you want to see Wayne Wright, Thomas? With? I'd be I, I would be tempted to have a look at Thomas Young personally, but um, yeah. Um, we'll give give Tipperick a rest. I don't know. It's, it's not like difficult. it's, it's not nice like to have. It's not individually, is it? Because no. you, know, you could say Tipperick has a rest. You could say Alan Wynne Jones has a rest. Yeah. But it's the combinations, isn't it? That's the tricky thing. Yeah. And you what you've got to get a win out here. You don't. You you want to go out and, and win this game yeah, and win, win it with the easiest. We win this game. Of... It is really on, isn't it? All right. Let's go same back row. Okay. And oh. I would have a look at Young on the bench. Okay. Okay. Uh, into the backs. Nine ten. I think we've. Nine, Pretty 10. much said what we what we'd do here. Yeah, same again. Same again. Twelve thirteen. Uh, Parks again. I didn't think had the best of games. No, I um, didn't. A lot of people saying that kick that he put in was awful. I, I thought it was. Well, it was, was, penalty, it was penalty advantage, and it worked, and we I, scored a try. Wasn't I it? thought so, it, Yeah, just you know, it was, it was a nothing kick. I know O'Connell. I, I thought it was all right. Yeah. I thought it was. It was a good kick, actually. Well, but we yeah. scored a try off the back of it. Yeah. So you know, I, and I know it wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't too worried about that because we had the advantage coming. He's kicked it through and it, it's just held up in the rain and, and Ujo's made an absolute dog dinner with it. So, um, <laughs> yeah. I, and he's done that before, hasn't he? Yeah. And um, yeah, I was quite, uh, quite pleased with that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to make a call. Go on. So, Watkin. Ooh, nice. Okay. Comes in. For? Uh, inside centre. Yeah. And Jonathan, and, and Jonathan then stays at the outside. Okay. Yeah. I'd quite like to see Watkin there. 
massacre because we're then saying we want to, we want the continuity of you know Thomas Anscombe but, yeah, and but again in Par- Parks and Davis have played together a lot so you've always got that combination to fall back on yeah. Williams and Davis have played there a lot as well if you stumble across something brilliant against Italy and I think Watkin has moments of brilliance in him he does you yeah. know both defensively and offensively I'm a big fan of it so I'm happy with that go yeah. yeah I think Parks you know Parks was given his chance wasn't he hasn't been you know, playing as well as he as we as we can do, maybe give him a little kick at the backside, um, and let's give let's give Watkin a chance. All right, uh, back three, back three. I'm uh, back three. I'm keeping the same. Um, yeah, Liam. We want to see Liam there again at, uh, at fifteen. I thought Josh Adams played really well. Yeah, I did. I'm, really, I'm really impressed with him. You know, he just creates something out of nothing. Doesn't I, it? I thought that was the, the turning point of the whole game yeah. was when uh, when he made that break and um, and missed the tackle. Thomas Williams gets in for the try, yeah. and because we didn't look like we were going anywhere, actually, it looked as though we they were they kind of seemed to be just so soaking up the pressure. And then it was that point was that, that, that things started more missed tackles started to creep in we were getting more front football we were getting over the game line more consistency uh, more consistently so you know I, I think a lot hinged on that yeah, so he, I'm, ha- I'm happy with that yeah yeah he was he was brilliant and then yeah give north you know give give north a bit more a bit more time to uh, to sharpen up to rediscover his, his form to sharpen up his defence again yeah okay. um, so yeah not, not many not many changes in no, there no not from us I, I think you're right I think we're going to see more from Gatland but uh, okay so that would leave then on the bench um, so Win Jones, Jones. Jones, yeah, Elliot D, Win Jones, Elliot D, um, and Samson Lee. Samson I th- Lee. I think we'll see a different front row though. I think Gatland will will make wholesale. Ch- yeah, you know, he'll change it straight out. I, I would expect to see Dylan Lewis in the squad somewhere as well. But um, yeah, uh, and then we're saying Beard on the bench. I reckon Tom Young uh, at uh, back row cover. Yeah, and then you're looking at what Gareth Davis, Gareth Davis. Yeah, Dan Bigger, Bigger. Um, and then what? I'd be tempted to put Holmes. Would you on the bench? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm happy with that. I think that's, I mean, you've you've kind of been lead selector on this one, Dan. But I quite like the quite like the balance of that side. A yeah. couple of changes, few new people to have a look at, but still the stability still, that you'd expect. Yeah. And, and then know, we, and there should be enough to go out and win the game with that. Side. Should be enough there. We've got to be confident, haven't we? Going over there, you know, week in Nice now, building up, bit of uh, bit of winter sun. Lots of analysis. Play Italy. Got to get the win, and then uh, it's a big, uh, big two weeks. Then, isn't it, of uh, rest and recuperation and working out how on earth we're going to beat England? <laughs> All right. Two, uh, two things to finish on. Player of the week and week to forget. Yes. <laughs> so, player of the week for me was 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 you know Tipperick. I thought he was great. Um, there's some big shouts. Are we going with with the Welsh guy or? You can go for. I'll give you. I'll give you one Welsh and one other. One if not. You like. So Tipperick Wales. Yep. Um, I'll go with. I'll go with Slade. That's a good shout yeah, for, for England. Superb. I thought he was sensational. Um, week to forget. I can't look beyond George North. Really, George uh, North's first half. George North, and then and then for the uh, for, for non Welsh, I'll go with um, his his opposite number. Um, yeah, I think uh, th- I think Uge, I don't know, Uge, Uge I, I think you could put the entire French side in there um, for that loss. But Uge and Uge and Vahamanar, I think, are the two who yeah. uh, are the you know are, are going to be the the ones who imagine how they're feeling. Feel, now. Yeah, exactly. Who feel horrendous about and it. the whole French side. Yeah. How did that happen? Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah, good. Some good choices there. What do you think will happen with with France next next week? Because they have got England now and. England will be hugely buoyed by that victory. France will be smarting off the back of, the, of throwing that game away slash not throwing it away. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Um, that's a really interesting game. That I'm, I'm going to that game. Are you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. A, enemy I'm, reconnaissance mission into yeah, uh, Twickenham, is I it? No, yeah. Behind enemy lines. I'm, I'm. Yeah, I managed to pick up a ticket. I think that's going to be fascinating because it's going to be two huge packs mm. going all out, and then the tactics. I. The um, the French just don't have the the tactical nouns to to sort of to nullify sides at the moment. This sort of it's all it's all it's all it's a power based game, isn't it? If they can just get some, the, 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 they need to look at how they how they could possibly win that game. I just can't see them can't see them getting a win. I think it mm. should be quite comfortable for for England really. 
Um, yeah, I think it will be. I, I, but, their record away from home is really, really poor yeah. France. And just the what that will have done for confidence. I think the... It'd be a right old ding-dong up, up between the forwards, though, yeah. which I'm looking forward to that that out-and-out battle. I mean, I, I think they could do a lot worse than... Um, if I were them, I'd be looking at changing the halfbacks. I think, you know, you had some really exciting players outside outside nine and ten, but Morgan Parra... And admittedly, it's a it's a game when it's chucking it down. So you could say that you kind of want that control there. Would you bring in Dupont? Um, I'd bring Dupont in. Yeah, how many, like, he's, just, he's the form he's the player, form. isn't he? Yeah, it was surprising. I mean, that whole thing with the programme, wasn't it? They had to cut off his head, I mean, <laughs> he, which, is, which is so great. It's so typically French, isn't yeah. it? But yeah, just get a new front cover. But he... Um, he, he was he was everyone's nine, mm. and the guy the guy's been on fire, and then you don't pick you don't pick him. So yeah, I he's mean, got to come back in, isn't he? If I were in charge of France, I would be just looking to litter that back line with with a, a strong Toulouse presence, yeah. and and kind of saying right, okay, we'll still have a massive mean bunch of forwards, but you could do worse than say right, just go out and play, just go out, throw the ball around, and see if you can shock England with some you know, with some really nice elaborate moves and great running lines and, and kind of playing that traditional French flair yeah. rugby, I think. Mentally, it's an absolute killer, that, that Wales game, that loss for them, because 16 points up, every side will be looking at that thinking, look, you know, there's nothing to, there's nothing to fear now in, mm. in, in, the, in the French side because men, they're, they're, they're mentally they're quite a weak, a weak rugby nation at the moment, aren't they? And it's not what any of us want to see. We want to see a really, mm. a really strong, strong French side, don't we? Um, and the most frustrating thing I think for, for France is that it, it, it doesn't it shouldn't be as bad as it is yeah they could be they could be brilliant yeah I think that look it's, um, it's years of chopping and changing coaches and chopping and changing players and just not having um, not having consistency the wrong side. And, and build, you know being able to build on that so yeah it'll be interesting to see I'll look forward to your scouting report next week that's all we've got time for this week uh, so thank you very much for listening plenty of chats going on across our social media pages though if you want to let us know what you think about that side we've picked you can do that at Attacking Scrum on Twitter uh, Facebook page and also the Facebook group, which is called Wales Rugby Fans. There's loads of chat on in there if you're looking uh, to talk more rugby throughout the week. Um, and there's also details of how to get involved in our um, in our fantasy rugby league, which is all on that Facebook page, Wales Rugby Fans. Finally, thanks to our sponsors at So Coffee Trades. Uh, make sure you head over to socoffeetrades.co.uk to sort yourself out with some quality coffee. And we'll be back to chat rugby with you same time next week. Thanks for listening.